Our text tonight is from the one of the final sayings of the cross. Just before giving up his spirit, when he spoke the fifth of the sixth time, Jesus said, I thirst. And when he said, I thirst, uh, this is a mystery to us. It's a conundrum in a sense because Jesus is the living water. And so how could water be thirsty? But he in that moment on the cross in John chapter 19 verse 28, he shares humanity's thirst. He shares the thirst of mankind. When Adam and Eve fell, they did not just fall physically. The fall produced a physical thirst, to be sure. But far greater than that, the fall produced a thirst in the spirit of man for God. God intended for man to dwell in the oasis of his presence. That is the native soil, the native atmosphere of man. The presence of God. God intended for man and created man to dwell in his presence. And so in the presence of God, thirst is quenched. But when Adam and Eve fell, they sinned against God there was produced in man's spirit a longing, unquenchable spiritual thirst. A thirst so deep that it will drive some men and some women into behaviors and patterns and practices that they are ashamed of but can't get free from. A thirst so deep that it will lead to drug addiction and alcoholism and sexual abuse and self-abuse. A thirst so deep that it leads some to become workaholics trying to satisfy the longing of their heart. Others become determined to get more knowledge and more education trying to satisfy the thirst of man. And when Jesus on the cross says, I thirst, he shares with man the feeling of being separated from God and being thirsty. And the Bible tells us that Thirst is really dryness. It's spiritual dryness. And dryness happens for a number of reasons. One of the reasons that dryness occurs is because of activity. If you run a race, the activity of running produces some dryness. Makes you thirsty. How many of you ran today? 
I didn't run either, so I wouldn't know. But when I have run in the past, I have discovered it makes me thirsty. My office is now upstairs, and those stairs produce dryness. <laughs> Activity produces dryness, and some of you are dry tonight because of activity. You have been working. You have been serving. You have been laboring. You have been doing those things that God put in your life to do, doing those things that God commissioned you to do, empowered you to do, gifted you to do. But the use of all of that produces thirst. Maybe the activity in your life is just trying to get your family settled, trying to make ends meet, trying to contend with circumstances, with setbacks, with uh, a bit difficult economic situation. All of those activities produce dryness in man. They can be good. Most of them are. But they still produce a need for man to replenish his spirit. Another reason that dryness comes is because of malfunction. I use a sophisticated word like malfunction, but really uh, I could use a word like leaks. Sometimes dryness comes because there's a leak. Stay with me. Don't leak on me. All right. And many times the spirit of man is like a tire with a leak. It's just slowly getting flat. It's not a blowout. Most Christians don't get dry because of a blowout. Some do. Some have a spiritual blowout and they just backslide in a second, right? But others, it's just a slow Leak, an unaddressed, neglected leak. And the water may be just dripped out, drip, 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 drip. And you didn't even notice that the tank was losing its reservoir. Now, it's a very dangerous thing to be dry. Say amen. Tell your neighbor it's very dangerous to be dry. Tell them again, it's very dangerous to be dry. Are you with me? It's dangerous to be dry because... Dry things die. And it's also dangerous to be dry because the Bible says in the book of Matthew, when Jesus was casting out a demon, he said that demons seek dry places. I've got your attention now. Tell your neighbor it's dangerous to be dry. Because demons are seeking dry places. 
and dry places become a playhouse for unclean things. That's why I'm glad you're in the church tonight. Because you came to church to fill up. Because it's dangerous to be dry. And when those evil spirits come looking around, they look and they see a spirit-filled saint, they say, there's no, there's no room here. Come on, somebody. They say, there's no room here. Because if they mess with you, they got to mess with the water inside of you. And the water inside of you is a person. The person of the Holy Spirit. So they look for a dry place where there's no spirit, no anointing, no unction, no word, no faith. They say, I can wreak havoc here. One more time, tell your neighbor, it's dangerous to be dry. So Jesus died on the cross. To cure dry places. And when he said, I thirst, he shared with man the feeling of our thirst. But he also provided the means for the quenching of our spirit. And we see this in the Old Testament. If you follow with me quickly, the Bible said that the nation of Israel was in the wilderness. And when they were in the wilderness, they were thirsty. Naturally, they were in a dry place. They were thirsty. Follow me now. You can be in a dry place and not be dry. Come on, somebody. I said it's possible to be in a dry place and not be dry. You can be in, dry, in a dry economy and not be dry in your spirit. You don't have to be dry in your spirit just because you're dry in your relationships. I wish there was a church in here tonight. You, don't, you, don't, you can be in a, in a dry physical health and still be sopping wet spiritually. They were in a dry place and they were also dry. And because it's dangerous to be dry, they said, we are thirsty. And the Lord said to Moses, go over there to the rock that I will show you. And I'm going to stand in front of the rock. You take your staff that's in your hand and you strike the rock. And when you strike the rock, I'm going to provide water. For the dryness of my people. And the scripture says that Moses did as the Lord commanded. He and the elders of Israel went. The Lord stood before the rock. They couldn't see the Lord. All they could see was the rock. But the Lord stood before the rock. And when Moses struck the rock, the rock split open and a river came gushing out of that rock. I don't know how many rocks you know that have rivers in them. But it wasn't the rock. It was the Lord. And this is what 1 Corinthians 10 says. It says that the people of Israel 
had the same spiritual drink that you and I have. And this is what it says. It said that the rock followed them. Now, I have never seen a rock that had water in it, but I sure enough never saw a rock that would follow me. If a rock followed me, I would be, I'd be getting counseling. J.D., come, you're going to be my rock tonight. Forty years they were in the desert. Forty years they were in a dry place. And everywhere they went, when they set up camp, they looked around, new setting, new environment. Whoa, didn't we see that rock over there? And that rock produced water for them. And then they moved to another place. We're going to camp here, set up camp. There's some trees here. Beautiful scene of the mountains. Look at the, uh, the vegetation over there. Whoa! I could have swore that was the same rock I saw over there and over there. And for 40 years, the rock followed them. They were in a dry place, but they were not dry. I don't know if you're in a dry place tonight, but you don't have to be dry. Because the rock is following you. Thank you, J.D. In fact, the revelation gets even better because the scripture tells us that Jesus is the rock. And the rock which was split open at Mount Oreb was split open at the cross. Jesus, the rock, was split open by, by the a spear of the Roman on the cross. And 50 days after the resurrection, the water began to flow. On the day of Pentecost, the church was born as the water began to flow, the water of the Spirit. And so what Jesus said in John 7 is true tonight. The Bible said in, in John 7, verse 37, that Jesus on the great and last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, it was the Feast of Tabernacles, the last day the priest would take a pitcher and he would go down to the pool of Siloam. And he, would pour, he would dip it into the pool of Siloam, bring up the water, walk back to the tap temple, go up to the altar, and pour the pitcher onto the altar and the steam would rise up, and this was a drink offering before the Lord. And the Bible said that on that day, in that solemn procession, when the priest is walking with the water, that someone interrupted the silence with a, a shout. And it was Jesus. 
Imagine the solemn procession. The assembly is quiet. The priest is passing by with the water. And Jesus interrupts and says, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Just as it is written, he that believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He was saying that the river doesn't have to follow you because the river is within you. I said the river is within you. I said the river is within you. You don't have to be dry. Because the river is within you. And notice this. This river, this water that is available to us, how is it activated? How do you obtain this water? Jesus gave us the, the key. He said, just as it is written, he who believeth in me. Everything we receive from God, we receive how? By faith. If you're dry, all you need to do is activate your faith. And your faith turns the tap on to the water of the Spirit in your life. If you have a leak, all you need to do is activate your faith. If you are thirsty because you have been laboring, serving, working, you have been preaching, evangelizing, teaching a Bible study, a small group, you have been uh, giving your life as a, as a testimony for the lost, you have been doing the work of the ministry, and, and you've come to a place of thirst. Tonight, he says, all you have to do is believe. And if you believe, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. You know what I have discovered? I have discovered this, that faith produces worship. And when I began to worship in faith, that worship invites the visitation of the Holy Spirit. It invites the flow of the Spirit. And what begins like a drip, 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 drop, drop becomes a torrent of, of grace, a torrent of mercy, a torrent of deliverance. And tonight you can walk in the full, a full flow of the Spirit of God by faith. So tonight I invite you to stand and just hear these words that Jesus says to you tonight. If any man thirst, he's looking around. If any man thirst, if any man thirst, he doesn't even ask why he's thirsty. He just says, if any man thirst. I wonder if he could find a thirsty spirit in here tonight. 
as he searches through Kingsway Church, and he says, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. For just as it is written, he that believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. If any man thirsts, let him come, and I will give him of the water of life freely. Freely. 